Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to Echo, and I'm joined by two awesome guests, Pastor Henry Johnson and Michelle Iglesias. So would you guys please introduce yourselves for our listeners who are just tuning in for the first time? Michelle, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, My name is Michelle Iglesias, and I am the Ministerial Secretary here at the Carolina Conference, and I've been here for about 12 years. Awesome. And Henry? I'm Henry Johnson. I'm the Campus Ministries and Young Adult Director here at the Carolina Conference. Before that, I was pastoring in this conference, and I've been here about seven years now. Awesome. So this is going to be a great conversation because uh, this is something that I think everyone struggles with at some point, religious or non-religious, right? The, the question people always have is, what's my purpose or, or what is my calling in life? What, what am I meant to do? And with or without a belief in God, I think people struggle with that question. And the way that we tend to struggle with it in America is that purpose or calling is usually expressed through our career, our career choice. Uh, so this is something that young adults struggle with. This is actually, I think the stat was millennials will change, or millennials are the one that changed the stat now, and they change careers three to five times before they're 30. Well, um, I mean, I changed career twice before. 30, yeah. So. so that like on average, that's it's it's really significant that people are shifting all the way around. And don't ask me where that source comes from, because I don't remember. <laughs> but so let's let's talk about that. You know how I guess let's start it with this. How did you decide to do what you're currently doing now? Let's start with that. Well, you want me to start? I'll sure. Start. Go for it. OK, this is a funny story then. OK, so. When I was, and I think, I think this changes throughout your whole life. Hmm. Uh, Growing up, I always thought that I was going to be um, a nun. I thought I was going to enroll in a convent, be a nun, and serve the Lord. And I really believed that and felt that calling till I was probably about 18. And of course, then at that time, Things changed, culture changed, my lifestyle changed, and I totally fell away from the church during that time. Then circumstances changed again. Okay, what was my calling now? You know, I I had responsibilities, married, children. So now my calling was to survive, to have a job, and any job. So it really didn't matter what I did, although I was lucky enough to fall into something that suited me. Okay, Hmm. and that calling changed again. Once my children left home, now it wasn't as important to, you know, be successful, you know, be top dog, have this corporate career. And I ended up here. And since I've been here, now my calling has changed again. Not only do I want to be here and serve the Lord, and isn't it funny how I'm serving the Lord at the end of my life Hmm. and wanted to do it at the beginning of my life. And I guess that's why I feel so comfortable at this job, because I feel it's where I really belong. But I still feel like there's more. I still feel like I have more of a calling. Um, I'm into, you know, aromatherapy and and do-it-yourself projects. I have a small business. So I think, what is your calling? I don't think there's any one answer to that. I think we can have many callings throughout our life. Well, 
I want to counter something you said, which is I didn't feel the need to be top dog. Listen, to us pastors, you're the top oh, dog. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> you laugh. You're, you're, Michelle is where you go for Yes, things. Michelle is absolutely where you go. But yeah. no, thank you for I, – I would agree. I think I think calling can change depending on circumstances sure. and, and, and life stages as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're called to something for a time. Right. Or, and then that time may change. Or maybe that the time that you're called to something is your whole life. I mean sometimes it, it certainly can be that. Um, but I, I, I really appreciate you sharing that. I, I think a lot of people would resonate with Well, that. especially people my age. I, I know today it's different. Young people seem – and I love that. I love that you don't feel the need to be stuck in a job you know, for the sense of security because that's what we did. We stayed, and even though we might maybe wanted to do different things, we didn't because it was all about the security, and young people today just don't do that, and I, and I personally love that. Hmm. Henry, what about you? First of all, Michelle, I'm glad you had none of it and are with us now. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I was, si- I was sitting on that pun since you said that because I'm like, wow, a, a, a nun, and, a, and it's, a, it's a habit that's hard for me to break. And anyway, so you are the oh. most ridiculous man I have ever met. I love it. Oh, 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 anyway, I, I had to confess it to you now. So <laughs> as, as for me... It, 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 it's, it's interesting. Like she said, I, there's been different times where I want to do different things. I, I think it, as you grow, as you experience new things, different things will appeal to you. I mean, how many young people do we know? They start off, there's the typical, they're like, well, I want to be a fireman or I want to be an astronaut or whatever. And then by the time you're in high school, you're like, I want to be a rap artist or I want to be what, you know, it changes. I think according to the, many times we're just reflectors or maybe should I say echoes of the culture or people around us. <sighs> so I'm never coming back on this program. All right. So, but, but the point is, you know, we're trying to figure out what we like or what we don't. And there's some things that you don't know that it's not for you until you try them. So, you know, sometimes I think people are like, well, oh, I should have it all figured out immediately. Well, sometimes you don't, you just don't know until you try something. I think I might want to do this. And then I'm like, this is horrible. Mm. You, you know, so when I, when I was growing up, I finally settled on I wanted to be an ambassador. That's what I thought I wanted to do because I thought it combined travel and yet some influence and power. You could represent, you know, the United yeah. States in this case, my context. And, and I was going to do that. And so I went off to college initially for political science. But I also dual majored with music performance because I, my parents had made me play piano and instruments growing up. And I, I knew enough to know that I liked classical music, but I couldn't make a career in that because it just seems like too much work for me and too little opportunity. And, well, obviously, I'm not doing that now. I only worked one political campaign in my life before things switched. And now I it kind of through back doors, I ended up in pastoral ministry. I ended up in theology. Definitely not where I thought I was going, but I can say that, and and it wasn't that I one day was like, I'm just going to be a pastor. It was kind of like a situation led to another one, which led to another one, and then someone would suggest something, and then no door would be open but that, and I'd be like, well, I'll try it, and then that would lead to something else. And I mean, I would have laughed years ago if you told me I'd be working in a conference office. I mean, I was like, Hmm. I mean, that's definitely, you don't... I mean, I love our officers, but I don't come out of the womb going, I must become a conference official. Right. You know, that's not that's not the dream of, of, of myself as a kid. But but I love what I'm doing. And I think because it just fits the experiences I've had in life, things I've become passionate about. 
and it, it's not what I expected, but I, I love it. So kind of like you're... Michelle was saying, it's it wasn't a set path, although I've met people that go, this is what I wanted to do, yeah. and that's all they've ever wanted to do, and they got it, and they love it. So it's different for different people. Well, and you're still an ambassador, so you still technically yes. fulfilled what you wanted to I do. I know, it's fantastic. It's just now I'm an ambassador for a kingdom that won't go anywhere. Yeah, no. technically, technically right is the being, is the best kind of right. So yes. I um, yes. now this is interesting because we've talked a bit, and I have friends who have known from like the get go. They wanted. I have friends who've known they wanted to be a pediatrician or a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer from day one. Um, and and to me, actually, I wanted to be a lawyer prior to to going into ministry. And so for me, it was. I still ended up somehow doing the same kind of thing as lawyering, right? Where I'm presenting arguments, I'm doing research and I'm, and I'm trying to be reasonable and convince not a jury of my peers, but really the congregation is my jury, right? So they, they make a judgment based on, you know, of my sermons or of my leadership every time I do something. Um, so I've still kind of ended up the same way where I'm, I'm sort of doing what I, what I set out to do, but I do find calling is something now that is much more subjective than it used to be. So you you touched on this a bit, Michelle, which is the security that comes from a job. And what I see among my peers is is a lot of people aren't making decisions based on security, but they're making a lot more decisions based on passion. And I think this is why things like YouTube have taken off so much is because the platform is full of content creators who are following their passion. And a lot of people identify with that desire and, and they kind of uh, live it through those content creators, daily vloggers and, and, and mountain bikers or, you know, whatever, whatever kind of channel that you, you watch. I know I've done that, right? I wish I could go out to the, the Pacific Northwest and mountain bike all these incredible trails, but I can't. So I watch other people do it <laughs> and, and, and I kind of live that experience through them. And so the way that calling has shifted is it's now much more about a personal sense of fulfillment than it is about job security. And and that's been an interesting trend to watch. Well, I'd like to touch on that job security. I know for myself, we, you know, we have a son that's uh, in his late 20s. There's absolutely no sense of urgency for job security. Absolutely none. I mean, just absolutely none. It's whatever hmm. God puts whatever God puts in his path, whichever way, you know, the wind blows, you know, that's where they're going to go. And it drives my husband absolutely crazy. You know, <laughs> it drives him crazy. And I try to say, look, you know, things are different today, you know, but you have to have a job, you have to be secure. And and I hope that young people, you know, I, I hope that they, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with this is what I want to try. I'm going to try to do this, That you know, not settling down, you know, you need to enjoy life when you're young. So I'm actually is a baby a baby boomer who a lot of people my age, you know, look at you guys like, wow, what are you doing? You know, you're still living at home. You just haven't made any career decisions. You know, you're lagging. You're never going to get anywhere. And believe me, I hear that a lot from people my age. Oh, we do too. Don't worry. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you do. And but for me, I look at it totally different, and I think it's just you know that's that free spirit in me, like yeah, go get it now while you can. There's plenty of time because I believe that with the experiences that you you know the experience that you gain in life by trying different things and different outlooks and all the different you know venues that are open to you today, 
that you're just going to take all that experience and when you really, really decide what you want, you're just going to go for it with a passion because you do have a lot of passion. Hmm. Although so to be, to be yeah, fair, as millennials, though, our security might not necessarily be in work, but I think all humans struggle with the same need for security in general. And that, oh, absolutely. And that, and that causes us to struggle with this because I've found in a lot of – I mean, even speaking of this, there was a lot of risks involved in stepping out into the unknown or ending up doing what I'm doing. And I think that's the same everywhere. The, the problem becomes when we don't want risk, right? We live in a society that always tries to mitigate it and even picking on the church. I mean, we have a whole organization called Adventist Risk Management. We all want to manage risk. We don't want that. But the problem is, is there comes a point where certain things like calling or experiences, there's a risk that it won't work. There's a risk you won't be good at it. There's, you know, there's always trade-offs. And so one thing about finding, you know, your calling in life is you're going to have to be willing to engage with a certain amount of risk. Yeah. Or, or else you're just, you're never going to go anywhere. So, so how do we then determine, how would, how would you say I should determine what I should take that risk on? Is it just something I like doing? Is there some objective measurement I can take? What, like, where do I start if I'm sitting here like, I don't know what to do? Or I've been stuck in the same job for years, and I know it's not what I want to be, but I don't know what I want to be, so what do I do? See, that's a hard question. I have another son who <laughs> asks me that question all the time. Mom, help me. I'm not sure what I want to do. And, I mean, we have this conversation quite frequently. And the truth is, I really don't have an answer for him. I, I just really don't know what to tell him. So I tell him... Find something that you're passionate about. You know, what are you passionate about and go for it. You know, don't settle for the norm. That's just a, that's such a personal decision. I mean, I, I personally don't know how to give advice on that topic. I do believe that you should follow your passion and you that's something that you've just got to identify within yourself, you yeah. know, and nobody can tell you what to do with your life. You know, but I do believe that you should really focus on what just truly makes you happy and not be like my generation and just worry about the money and the security. Hmm. Take some self-reflection, mm -hmm. which is another thing that our society is not in any generation we've gotten away from doing. I mean, we live in a, a generation where if you're not moving, if you're not constantly doing something, it's a waste of time. But sometimes it's those quiet moments where you get rid of distractions and you really start analyzing your life or analyzing what you've done and your experiences and what's worked and what hasn't. That's sometimes the only way you can figure out what you're truly passionate about or what you want. So we, we need to – it sounds kind of zen-like, but you need to invest in yourself mm -hmm. in that way. Um, it's, I mean, for something that could affect a big portion of your life, it, it pays – it's paying yourself to take the time to figure yourself out mm. uh, in multiple ways. Uh, your your faith, uh, your relationships. Uh, also, I mean, even to go so far as, you know, something that I've personally experienced, licensed, experienced Christian therapists and counselors, even to work things out. Because there's a lot of things that we do in life, I realized in my own life, that you don't even know why you do it, and it's a reaction from something in your past or even a reaction to something in the present. I don't want to always go that cliche with, oh, now you've figured out the, the subtle memory that you had lost, that you were hit by a car as a child at three, and that's why you don't have motive to do whatever. I, I'm not talking about that per se, but just understanding who you are 
and why you do what you do can go a long way to then figuring out where do I go from here. You know, you made a good point about relationships because I believe that that's a huge driver too in, in people deciding, young people deciding where mm-hmm. they want to go. They might have, you know, an idea about what they want, but they end up with the wrong person. You know, and that person sometimes or whoever they're with at the time, a partner, a friend, you know, can, if they're not on the same path, you know, they're just going to steer them off. So I, I really like what you said about relationships. You know, you need to surround yourself with people that I believe think like you and, and can relate to you and they can help drive you in the right direction. I think too, and you touched on this with, with, with investing in yourself and, 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 and self-reflection is understanding what your values are. Like I have, I've so I've met so many people in their early twenties, even and mainly in their early twenties, because that that's a big part of where your your life is kind of forming, right? Where your perspectives and and everything changes from eighteen to twenty five. Who I was at twenty twenty one is completely different from who I am now at twenty five, and I know that's going to continue. But you know, what do you value? What are and not just what do you value, but what are your values? What are your beliefs? Because if you're choosing a a career or a life decision that is not in sync with your values or with what you believe, regardless of what your belief system is, then, then how can you, like, if you are someone who believes in pacifism, then how can you choose to go into the army? If you're someone who, who believes in, um, but if you're someone who, who believes in standing up for people and making sure that justice is fair, then I could totally see you being a defense attorney. Right. Because a defense attorney, even even a defense attorney that's that's defending someone that they think is that they know is guilty. Their job is to make sure the system treats that person fairly and does its job, too. And so there's this um, there's this need for us to figure out what we value. And I meet so many, like I was saying, low 20s who don't know any of that. They don't know what they believe. They don't know why they believe it. They don't know what they value or why they value it. Why do I value this? Why do I value not drinking? Or why do I value drinking, right? Like, I don't care what your values are as long as you're living consistently with those values. And yes, I do. I, as a pastor, I care what your values are, right? But as just an individual, if I don't know you, if I'm not someone you've given me permission to, uh, given permission to speak into your life, then, then I don't, what right do I have to judge you for that? And so for me, it's a matter of living consistently with whatever your values are. Yeah, and you've got to figure those out. It's funny that we live in a generation now where companies are spending time figuring out their values. I can't even go into a coffee shop without them saying the value of our brand of coffee is we believe in sustainable earth or on <laughs> on you know biodegradable. But I mean, I, I will learn more about a company's values in five minutes than some people know about themselves in five years. Hmm. And I mean, if if companies realize there's money in that there is success to be had and understanding values. And like you said, you've got to spend the time knowing what your values are to then be able to make educated steps forward. I really appreciate that. And, and, and I appreciate both of your perspectives and, and, and the willingness to just say, yeah, sometimes I don't know. And this is a hard thing. Like there's a lot of people that are wondering, am I the only one that's struggling with this or is this normal? And I think it is, I think everyone struggles with it. And I think it's perfectly okay to be struggling with it. And so kind of as we wind down, guys, thank you so much for your perspectives. Is there any final thoughts you have on this topic? Anything you want to leave our listeners with? 
Well, I would definitely say, again, kind of from a bit of pastoral counsel, it's, it's a verse that stuck with me and an admonition that stuck with me from the Christian side of view of how you find your calling. And I, I heard a minister once say, using Ephesians 2.10, we are God's poem created in Christ for good works. He goes, look around you and ask, what does it seem that you in your environment alone are uniquely qualified to do for people? And it could be one or two or three different things that you're good at, but what is the one thing it seems that around you and your experience and where you live or where you're going to school or what, that you seem to be the only one capable of doing or the one that seems to be able to do it to the greater degree? And whatever that thing is, do that for God hmm. and you will not be disappointed. And don't forget to pray and ask for guidance. Yeah, that's huge. And and to keep asking, right? Uh, that that's one of the, the things is we just ask once or twice or for a month at a time, but no, this is something you pray for, for a long time. So I appreciate that. So thank you guys so much again for your perspectives and, and your answers on this. I, I think we've gotten a lot of good ground covered with this. So, uh, to our listeners, thank you so much for listening and, and for being with this, uh, being with us on this journey. We hope that this has been helpful to you or this might be helpful for someone, you know, so thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment.